Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I am Tony Serino alongside Christopher Carter, and this is your daily dose of all things Steelers. Today on the show, we are previewing the first round, which happens tonight. It is draft day. So we're going to break down all the rumors out there about Rocky Sin and whether or not that makes sense for the Steelers at pick 20. If not, we'll talk about some other players, give you an assessment of all the big names we've been talking about over the past couple months that the Steelers could take Tonight, we'll also talk about that big Ben Roethlisberger extension that got done. $33 million a year. We'll talk about that as well. Welcome to the show. You can find more of this podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, the new Himalaya app, wherever you find podcasts. Search Locked On Steelers. Hit that subscribe button. Make sure to get your daily dose. You can follow us on Twitter at LO Steelers. You can find us on Facebook. Search Locked On Steelers. Hit the like button there. Make sure you also join the Facebook group. You can also find us on Instagram at Locked On Steelers. All right, Chris, the wait is over. Today is the day, the start of the NFL draft. It is a, indeed. It is a huge day. Um, this is what we've been waiting for, Tony. I've been studying. You've been studying. We're watching all the film. It's about to all not matter because there's going to be some NFL scouts that say you guys are wrong. Uh, but yeah, it's, yeah. It's, essentially, it's a big day. Like you said, it's the Super Bowl, the offseason. I'm I'm having I'm gonna have a lot of fun watching these picks fly off the board, and I know and you know there's gonna be some trades tonight. It's it's gonna be a crazy night. I've heard so. Yeah, there's been so many rumors. Always this time of year, it gets crazy with the quarterbacks, right? You know, it's just you know, the, you hear about one or two quarterbacks that could be taken, and then all of a sudden it's a couple more quarterbacks enter into the mix, and then teams are trading up to get quarterbacks that at at the beginning of this process weren't even thought of as first round prospects. It's yep. gonna be crazy tonight. But for Steeler fans. You know, you want you want quarterbacks to be taken as highly as possible, especially before twenty, because that pushes good players down the list. So hope that quarterbacks are taken. Hope that someone like Daniel Jones is taken early. Hope that Drew Locke comes off the board early. Dwayne Haskins, of course, Kyler Murray may be the first overall pick tonight. Uh, so that's all good news for the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's talk about the biggest news of the day for the Steelers, which isn't even the NFL draft. The Steelers also signed Ben Roethlisberger. To his contract extension, they got it done on the draft eve. They got. Do we got some prices right music that we can play behind this real quick? Uh, I just I think we should we need to we need to hit some. I don't know if we if if we're that tech if that we're that technical yet, Tony. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you. No, off. you're good. I, now I'm thinking I got to edit in some prices right music. Maybe maybe <laughs> maybe not. Depends on how lazy I feel tonight. If I want to, <laughs> I want to uh, edit in that music. Uh, but it's a two year extension for Ben Roethlisberger. That, that was one of the big questions I had, which is how long. Are they going to extend him out, right? Ben has talked in the past about taking this year to year. Then last year he said he wants to play for another three to five more years. So I was interested in how long it's going to be. It's a two-year extension. Takes his contract through the 2021 season. The cap hit in 2019 is going to stay the same. So that's going to be right around $21 million. And then it'll be $33 million-ish. We don't have the official numbers yet. But right around $33 million per season in 2020. And 2021, that puts him right there with Aaron Rodgers as far as the second highest paid quarterback in the NFL. First question here, Chris, why do you think the Steelers wanted to get this deal done before the draft? Or do you think it's just coincidence that it just happened to get done before the draft? There is no coincidence right here, Tony. This is pure planning on their part. They they had like like I said before they had a lot of priority for this offseason. Number one was to deal with the Antonio Brown situation. Number two was to protect the, their their free agents from becoming their their the, the guys that they wanted to protect from, from becoming free agents. Um, make Ben Roethlisberger happy. You know they got they resigned Pouncey. They got Foster back. Um, 
you know, and they, then they had to go out and get their free agents as soon as free agency opened. Then they had to prepare for the draft. So there's a lot of other things that they had on their list. And they, while Ben Roethlisberger was the top priority, as the Rudy stated, and as I wrote on DKPittsburghSports.com months ago, um, but uh, th- this was the priority, but it had they had to push it back on the, the line of things to do, which is why it's happening right now. But it absolutely had to happen now because the Steelers could not go into the draft not knowing how much cap space they were going to have left over this season to make things happen. And I think it's very interesting that all the new money is coming in the final two years because, one, that's where we know that the Steelers are um, have a lot of money. Next year, n- next season they had, they had about 58 million, uh, over 58 million in cap space with, uh, with Ben chopping away about like 33 or 34, what we're, we're projecting him to be. Um, that would put that would chop that in more than half and put him back into the, the mid 20s um, and similar very similar situation to what they had um, this year. Um, so so yeah, so that's gonna be um, that, that that's gonna be that, that's gonna be interesting to watch. but I think the big thing is that when you look at the number that the Steelers are saving, they right now they have about 5.8 million dollars in cap space for this season. So this tells me the reason they got this done now they know, People have been talking about them trading to get picks and trading to get this. Now they can trade for one more player, uh, one more quality player that can add to the roster right now. And that would that can cost them a draft pick in the in the, in the, uh, in the coming days. Uh, but I, a lot of people have been talking about Darren Lee, the, the linebacker from the New York Jets. They they they, they went and got C.J. Mosley in the offseason. So Darren Lee and he uh, they really don't have as much of a place for him. Right now, and they want they've, they've there's been talk about them wanting to shop him around. Darren Lee's cap hit this up uh, cap number for them this right now is 3.1 million, right in that range of the 5.8. That would boot that would back up Mark Barron. And Darren Lee to me would could start even over Mark Barron, and it would reduce the need for the Steelers to have to go get an inside linebacker in this draft because Darren Lee he's he, he was 25 last season, he's gonna be 26 or no, he's 25 this season. I'm sorry. Uh, he's 25 this season, so he's in his prime. He's a good linebacker, and this way they can use their picks elsewhere to boost up the defense. What, what do you think it's going to cost to bring in a guy like Darren Lee from, from a trade perspective? Are we talking about like a third-round pick, a second-round pick? How much do you think it's going uh, to be to bring I, him I w- in? I wouldn't trade anything more than a third. Okay. Uh, you know, and and even really the late third, I would not trade anything higher than that because at the same time, the Jets need to unload this guy. They're not going to resign him. They need to get something in return for him. So you need to use that against them, like the Raiders use the Antonio Brown situation against the Steelers. Um, and uh, Darren Lee's nowhere near you know the headache for this for the Jets that the that Brown is for the Steelers. Um, but it's just a matter of you know you need to get rid of this guy. We know you don't want him anymore. Let's let let let's give you a third rounder, a late third rounder, and call it a day. Um, but the other, the other uh, option here, now this is my, this is my shot in the dark here. This is my, my, I'm sniping away from 500 yards. I'm just, I'm going, for, I'm going for broke. What if Tony, here we go. What if the, you, you trade the jets, not just your first round, but your second round and then a fourth round and you get the third overall pick and Darren Lee. Now what you doing? Cause uh, now you've got. The, the biggest play, you got the biggest – you can go get anybody you want in this draft, and you got a, an inside linebacker, so you don't even need to get Devin White. Yeah, and yeah. come on now. You're trading into the top five, but, yeah, you are. You don't even need Devin White anymore. So at exactly. that point you're taking 
Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Josh Allen Mm -hmm. out of Kentucky. Get your edge rusher. You got your supreme star with TJ Watt. And you got your your linebacking core is set. You got nothing to worry about. This is not going to happen, by the way. No, no. I was, okay, wait. Not, <laughs> what was your? I like. Well, listen. This this is something I sh- this is something I should have considered in that locked on NFL draft with my fake picks. Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, wait. So you're trading away. Yeah. You're, tra- you're trading away your first, your second, a, tra- a yeah, third, yeah, and a fourth. Well, yeah. Well, no. A, a first, a second, and a fourth. Uh, mm. A third. Oh, now you're going over the top. So yeah. I don't know. If you, well, I don't know if that's our, enough. In, you think that's enough to get you up to the third pick? In our in our fictional draft, yeah, line. yeah exactly. <laughs> well, remember the Steelers don't use a value chart, so we can't even look at it. They're offering exactly. first, a second, I, a fourth, and take it or leave it. Yeah, and I, I look. I'm giving you my draft chart. You know, if the Steelers don't want to have one, I have one right here, and it's currently <laughs> written on this legal pad that I'm working on right now. So, um, but yeah, also uh, that that was just having some fun. But yeah, this does. But the point is, this Ben Roethlisberger signing opens up the possibility to trade for a player. You know, a lot of people have I've seen say Patrick Peterson, and I'm like, oh god, guys, Pat Peterson's really expensive. This is gonna this would take a little bit more than that. Um, but. Uh, but absolutely right now, now they can still get another role player that could that could join the team and help them in some capacity moving forward, especially for just this season and give them a chance to reevaluate to see to see if they want to resign them. And that's exactly what Darren Lee is. His contract's up this year. Um, and uh, this would give the Steelers the first dibs on trying to resign him the year after. Yeah, it, it, you're, you're right that it does give the Steelers kind of uh, it takes the, the, the monkey off their back. As far as, okay, we know what we're paying Ben Roethlisberger. We know we didn't have to add any money in 2019. And that does give them some more flexibility. Although, I guess bringing in a guy like Darren Lee, you're going to eat at some cap space and have to make some other moves. I've always thought, you know, Joe Hayden sitting there at a $12 million cap hit. He's in the last year of his deal. That's an easy one to extend out, save some money in 2019. I've been curious as to why the Steelers have let Hayden sit in the final year of his deal for so long. Without at least adding a year or two onto it. It doesn't seem like... Joe Hayden's reached the, the real twilight yet, although everyone keeps saying, well, this is the last year of Joe Hayden. So I guess there's still some money to be moved around. Uh, but interesting, yeah, I think it's interesting that Steelers could be in the market for a player tonight and not just uh, moving around in the draft. But let's talk about the number here. $33 million a year for Ben Roethlisberger. They, that puts him right there with Aaron Rodgers as the second highest paid quarterback. Are you surprised? We, we talked about Ben giving the Steelers a discount and what that discount would look like he kind of didn't give the Steelers a discount, right? You knew he wasn't going to get Russell Wilson money, but right? He did get Aaron Rodgers money. Yeah, that's just that's just me looking at it. I was just, I was looking at this and was like, it would be nice for Ben to do that, but let's be, he has never done that, and that's not who Ben Roethlisberger is. This is his final contract. He doesn't have a supermodel wife like Tom Brady, so <laughs> uh, you know this, this this is a guy who he's trying to make sure he gets paid, and he should. He I mean he he's put his he's put his neck on the line for this organization for a very long time. Um, and uh, I think that he's uh, he's he's a, he's still a franchise quarterback. He's the, he's what this offense is going to be built around. Give this guy what he what he, what he needs. That's what they did. Um, and they're and they're they're taking care of their guy. You know, Ben Roethlisberger stuck with them this whole time. Um, you know, you do have your your awkward moments where you know he said he was going to retire a couple of years ago, and uh, you know there's there's been those those really tight spots. But you know, if anything else. Ben Roethlisberger saw this season how much this organization is committed to him with how they they sent Antonio Brown off they didn't even acknowledge his his uh his ramblings about Ben Roethlisberger to the public they just kind of said we're going to keep operating the way we are going to keep operating and Ben Roethlisberger is part of that plan um so this this just continues that and they they're showing that they they treat quarterbacks really well when they get them so uh you know I I think that's just a that's a statement on their part 
Um, and it's going to be really interesting in the coming years, who are they going to be able to sign and protect for the next two seasons? Um, because now we know for sure how much cap room is they're going to be looking at come, come next year. Um, you know, like I said, next year they were slated to have 58.4 million cap space. Well, drop, you know, if that's 34, if that's 33, 34 million, that's going to drop to about 24, um, uh, 24 cap in, in the year. And then, uh, yeah. so it's, it, there's a lot of stuff that you have to calculate, calculate into that. Yeah. Um, but it's, like, yeah, it's, it's, uh, look, he deserves the money. I'm, I'm not saying, I'm not going to say that Ben Roethlisberger doesn't deserve to be paid like a top quarterback in this league, which is what he is. Right. But, but however, I do think that, you know, we, when we start talking about quarterbacks making in the thirties, and I've talked about this before, but we start talking about making quarterbacks making in the thirties, understand how big the gap is now between what Ben Roethlisberger is making and some of the Steelers biggest competitors and what they're paying their quarterbacks. You go over to, to Tom Brady and the Patriots. I mean, Tom Brady gave the, the Patriots a hell of a discount. He's making 20 a year, but then you start going to teams like the chiefs and teams like the, the Browns who are going to be a competitor in the AFC or at least in the AFC North this year. And they're paying, they're still paying on rookie salary. So you're talking about $4 million a year for, uh, for Patrick Mahomes. You're talking about what well, a little more than that for, um, for uh, uh, the guy in, in, I'm going to blank on his name here, Mayfield in um, Baker, Baker, May, yeah, Baker Mayfield in Cleveland. Yeah, when we talk about the Steelers going from paying Ben Roethlisberger $22 million a year to paying him $33 million a year, that's a considerable chunk of change, right? That, that's that's uh, you know you could add Stephen Nelson's salary and Mark Barron's salary together and uh, per year, and that gets you to the difference between Ben Roethlisberger's old contract and what they're paying him now, right? And so that just makes a night like tonight even more important. The Steelers have to be building through the draft. They have to be maximizing the value of these players in the last year of Ben Roethlisberger's deal because he deserves to be making in the 30s. I get that. But when you're paying your quarterback 30 and your your competitors are paying their quarterbacks in the 20s or less, you, you have to find value elsewhere on the roster. And that starts on a night like tonight. The Steelers have to hit. And this player that they take tonight has to be an impact player, Not you know maybe not in 2019, but certainly in those final two years of Ben Roethlisberger's deal. Yeah, it's a big it's a it's a big deal. It's going to be moving forward, and it does emphasize they need to hit now, um, and, and especially because you know in, in the next few years you're gonna you're gonna assume they're gonna need to re-sign players like T.J. Watt and, and uh, yeah. you know, Juju they're, they're be, Juju Juju Smith Schuster. You know, if James Conner's still around, um, you're you're gonna you're gonna want to re-sign David DeCastro. Maybe you know there's gonna be a lot of hard decisions coming in the next few years, and particularly this window of Ben Roethlisberger. This is also what they re-signed Marquise Pouncey to. Don't 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 forget that was also yep. a big part of this. Yep. Um. So this is absolutely huge. That makes the draft important. So that's let's let's let, let's let, let, let's do on the show. Let's focus on the draft yep. because this is uh this is what it's all about right now. Yeah, this is it. Tonight is the night. The start. Of the NFL draft, it all starts at eight o'clock tonight on both ESPN and NFL Network. And Chris, let's start with the big rumor going around as far as the Steelers go, and that's Rocky Sin, the cornerback from Temple. Uh, that we we first talked about this a couple days ago, and we you know it was it was rumored from Peter King of Sports Illustrated. I guess he's with NBC now, not of Sports Illustrated, but Albert Breer of Sports Illustrated was hearing the same thing that Mike Tomlin in love with Rocky Sin, and, and he would be the player taken at twenty if it weren't Devin White or Devin Bush. Now you can add to that. Uh, Dave T. Thomas, uh, Dave T. Thomas of Scouting Services Inc., who went on the Scouts Honor podcast and and said himself that you know he's hearing the Steelers love Rocky Sin and he will be the pick 
at 20. Daniel Jeremiah of NFL Network saying that, boy, it's so interesting to hear about these corners in this class because every team has a different ranking of them. What do you think about these rumors of Rockus in at 20 tonight? I just, I don't, I, I, I hear these guys who have these sources. I just don't buy it. I mean, you, you look on tape and you, you don't see the things that Rocky, the, you don't see Rocky Sin being a top 20 player in the right. NFL uh, in, in this draft. You just, I, but, I don't but do you see, see that him, translating. Do you see him as being a Steelers type corner, right? The things that the Steelers look for in a corner, do you, do you see those on tape? Sure, sure, I see those. But the thing is, is that I see those at a, in the second round or the third round. Not in the first round. I think right now they're going. They're they're still prioritizing. They're not drafting just because. Ooh, I like this shiny thing. I think that they're they're still they're still going to prioritize players who are better than him, and they're not going to just jump through. I mean, I mean, what Kevin Colbert says. I do believe that this part of what Kevin Colbert said. I think that they value players on a board, and they put the board to their own standings, and they see who they 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 gonna they're going to siphon through who. Uh, who gets picked, and then whoever's available, they will go with their with their with their top guy. Yeah. I don't see how how he would be their their twentieth best player or or inside the top twenty because reasonably you take the nineteen players and they would chop they'd be chopped off of you know a board of about about forty guys that they have. Um, I just don't see him making it into that that field. Um, and, and when you also need an edge rusher, you might need an inside linebacker, you uh, you know wide receiver. It's, it's still something you're looking at. And there's better cornerbacks out there. I just, I don't see this as a reality. I think, I honestly, I think this is one of the smoke screens that teams put out there that certain scouts, you know, think that they know and they and that they have, but they really don't. And the team's just not telling them everything because that does happen in the NFL. Um, so it could just be a bad source, just like how Ian Rappaport always has bad sources. Sure, sure. So, That's got to be the um, hope, right? <laughs> Yeah, and that's just that's just my thought behind it. But you know, if it's if it's Rocky Sin tomorrow, man, those guys they're gonna that that's that's a shot like Damian Lillard. No one saw that coming. <laughs> yeah, you know he doesn't. Here's the thing about Rocky Sin is he doesn't even really fit the Steelers' normal. I mean, he fits when you watch him on tape. The physical nature that he plays with, that kind of right. in-your-face competitiveness. You, I mean, it makes sense that Mike Tomlin would fall in love with that. That is the kind of player that he loves. But. He's look, Rocky Sin, not an underclassman. I think he's going to be 23 or 24 uh, by the time the season starts. He's from a smaller school in Temple, uh, in a non power five team. The Steelers did not have Kevin Colbert or Mike Tomlin at the pro day. Uh, so, you know, there, there are certain indicators over the years of what, of, of which players Steelers are actively looking at, especially for as far as first round talent. And, and Rocky Sin doesn't check those boxes. And then the other thing, you know, I try to do a mental exercise of like, okay, how would I talk myself into Rocky Sin as a first-round talent? And I couldn't do it. The only thing I could do, Chris, is I could talk myself into Rocky Sin as the best corner in this draft, right? Because if we go through, let's go through the top corners real quick, right? Because I can talk you out of each, right? I could say, okay, Greedy Williams, right? He might be the best corner in this draft. No, the effort issues, can't, can't draft him. You know, he's off our board. Or you could say Byron Murphy, nah, undersized, only 5'10". You know, ran didn't run well at the combine. He's a smaller guy. Maybe I'd kick him inside. I'm taking him. I wouldn't take him in the first round. Okay, DeAndre Baker from Georgia is the next guy you would go to, though, right? And maybe yeah. you say he's a little grabby. And I've heard that there's that he he said problems in his interviews. So maybe you you say, okay, well, I wouldn't take him in the first round either. But you start you you have to continue going down the board. My fourth best corner is Julian Love, and maybe you would say about Julian Love, and again, you know, he's a little undersized at five ten, the same kind of speed concerns that you have. With Byron Murphy, so okay, we, we wouldn't draft him. But now all of a sudden, I'm at my fifth best corner with Rakia Sin. 
I've got four guys who I think are better on tape, but I have concerns with all of them. That still doesn't get me to take Rockius in, even if I think he's the best corner in this draft. I still don't put that. I don't still don't think Rockius in is a first round talent in this draft, and that's I just don't and understand. And, and, and at the same time, you know, when people when you're we're talking about uh, about about speed problems with with certain cornerbacks like Baker and uh, and uh, like uh, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, Byron, Byron yeah, Murphy, yeah, Byron Murphy, yeah. Um, Right, and um, who was the other guy that we were talking? Julian Love. Julian Love. You yeah. know, you look at them, but Rocky Sin isn't some lightning fast guy. He ran a four five one. I mean, right. that's 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 a, that's a hundredth of a second faster than Baker. That's a that's only and that's only four hundredth of a second faster than Murphy, and and uh, and, uh, and three hundredths of a second faster than Love. To me, that, that, that there, there's not enough of what Rocky Sin has shown that puts me above those guys there. But hey, again, the NFL, these guys, you know, the, the NFL, they also talk to these guys. They get to. They get to they get to see stuff that we don't get to see. They get access. This is why they're the professionals. If there's something out there, great. I just I don't think that this is this is not me saying that the Steelers are bad for 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 thinking this. If they're thinking this, this is me saying I don't think this is a real thing. I think this is a smokescreen to get people off their tracks of wanting Byron Murphy or Greedy Williams or another player that they're the twentieth pick. Yeah, and, and I think we can both agree that Rock is in in the second round. Rock is in in the third round. Would be a, I mean, he could be a good pick for this team. Yeah. Um, I just, it's, it is too high at twenty. Even, and the other thing I've heard as well, you know, other teams may, you know, we, we've heard that other teams are also valuing Rockus in in the first round. And, and I still have to go back to the idea of even if that's true, if, if you don't value Rockus in as a first round talent, and I do not, Chris, it sounds like you do not either. I still, just because other teams are interested in him that highly, I, I, I don't see Rockus in as being that much different than a Julian Love or than. Uh, you know some of those other second round talent that I would reach in the first round for Rocky Sin rather than just waiting around for a guy like Julian Love or some of the other second round corners. So now you know, I mean, listen, I'm with you. I think it's probably smoke, but we shall see. All right, so let's talk about some of the prospects that we've been going over over the past couple months. I just want to do a little refresher here, right? Give all you listeners a, a quick assessment of a, of a lot of the players that we've been talking about as far as being. You know, first-round prospects in this draft, players that could legitimately be taken by the Steelers. I mean, we just talked about Rocky Sin, who may be the sleeper pick, but let's go over you know inside linebackers, corners, edge rushers, safeties that we think could be the pick at twenty. Sure. So let's start with inside linebacker Devin White from LSU. What do you think about Devin White? I mean, Devin White's the man. He, he's he's the guy that if if uh, if I was a if I was a GM needing an inside linebacker, he, he's my he's my future Ray Lewis. I wouldn't say he's as good as Roquan Smith was last year, but I would say that this guy is a, a, is a monster in the middle. He's going to hit you hard. He's going to play the pass well. He is he goes for the ball. He seems like a team leader and a true student of the game. He he is a he is a pick that I absolutely love in this draft. Yeah, I did a podcast a couple weeks back where I guess I was a little too harsh on Devin White. I think he would be a terrific choice for the Steelers, whether it's at 20, whether they move up to get him. He's got the highest ceiling of any inside linebacker in this draft. He's a rare, rare prospect. Uh, there are con- I have concerns with him, but you know he's, he's a fantastic prospect. All right, how about Devin Bush, the inside linebacker from Michigan? Devin Bush flies all over the field, good, good commander on the, on the field, plays the ball well. Um, another playmaker. He's my number two inside linebacker. If the Steelers get him, it's a score. Um, I, I just I don't think he'll last that long because too many people see his good traits, and I think the the the, the footwork and the speed that he has on the field is, is just too highly valued in today's NFL. That needs middle defenders that can stop the run and cover the pass. That's exactly what Devin Bush brings. 
Yeah, I don't know that he has the kind of ceiling that Devin White does because I think, like you said, I think Devin White is a more a smarter, more instinctual, instinctual player than Devin Bush, but still a very good, very athletic inside linebacker. The kind that I guess is coming along more often now, but you don't, you don't, you certainly don't see every day. All right, Greedy Williams, the cornerback from LSU. Actually, Chris, I'll take this one. Greedy Williams <laughs> is the best cornerback in this draft. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise, even on this podcast. <laughs> don't let anyone tell you otherwise. He's a 6-1 corner who ran a 4-3 in the 40. He's really the only corner in this draft who, you know, the Steelers don't kind of have, they don't have to hold their nose to draft, right? We, we've talked about the size and speed profile that the Steelers are looking for. Now, he checks those boxes while also being a fantastic corner on the field. He's got great mirror skills at the line of scrimmage, great press man technique. You know, yes, he could probably he could probably get bigger, right? There's been uh, talk about his frame being a little too small to go up against bigger corners. And yet, you watch that old miss tape when he lines up against DK Metcalf, where he really shut down DK. I, there's a lot to like about Greedy. Yes, there's concerns about him, you know, off the field, effort issues and all of that. But none of that, for me, is is taking away from what Greedy Williams brings on the field. I think he's still the best corner in this draft. All right, Chris, why don't you take Byron Murphy, the cornerback from Washington? Why don't I? Because he is the best cornerback in this draft class, and he has he has all the ball skills, the footwork, the inst- the instinct that you want naturally in a cornerback. He spots the ball well over his back shoulder. He's able to play the ball well. He's physical. He likes to hit. He doesn't shy away from hits like Greedy Williams. He doesn't die for people's ankles. Um, this this is a complete this is a complete picture. The only thing he lacks is the top line a straight the top straight line speed, but he has great burst in space. He often prevents players from getting getting behind him so that they can use their speed. He's very similar to Joe Hayden in a lot of those respects. I think that he would be a great fit for the Steelers at 20. And in fact, I have him mocked to the Steelers in my uh, mock drafts on DK Pittsburgh Sports. All right. What about DeAndre Baker? We haven't talked about DeAndre Baker, the, the corner from Georgia at all. What do you think about DeAndre Baker? Is he your, is he the third best corner in this class? My my bookie is. I, some people will say uh, Oru Warrior from uh, – uh, from Penn State, some people might say, you know, some other guys. I, I look at Baker because I like his ball skills. I like his instincts. There's been several times he'll play zone and he will not bite on on the wrong route. He'll have good eyes on the quarterback, but he has, sometimes he doesn't even have to look at the quarterback. He can process what receivers are doing very well. Um, he has good hands. He has good feet. I like the way he drop he draws back and how he can quickly turn and move and and trail receivers on uh, on on man man coverage. So uh, DeAndre Baker, I'm a fan of his work. Um, I don't think the Steelers should, should necessarily pick him at 20, uh, but I do think he should be a late first-round pick for somebody, and he'd be a heck of a steal if someone got him in the second round. Yeah, I, I, he's for me, he's a, you know, the only the only issue I have with Baker is the, the kind of grabbiness that he have in, has in his route sometimes. I feel like he yeah. might be a, a pass interference machine at the next level, but he's kind of been lost in the mix, I feel like, at cornerback somewhat. someone's got, I think someone's going to get a good corner in Baker. Um, just, just, a, just a question of where. All right, yes. what about, all right, and then edge rusher Brian Burns. We talked about him yesterday. What do you like about Brian Burns? If he somehow falls to the Steelers, it's the steal of the draft because he is, to me, is a top edge rusher. Um, you got Bosa, you got Allen, in my book, you got Burns. Um, you know, I just I, – I, I still say Allen before Burns, um, but uh, Burns to me is, is – is, he's a step above Farrell, but he's a decent step above, above, above Farrell. And – you, you see his burst. You see his athleticism. You see his bend. He looks perfect to play 3-4 outside linebacker. And uh, I think if the Steelers got him, it would be a huge uh, point for the defense. 
And moving forward, Burns and Watt would be a great combination to terrorize quarterbacks for the next five or six years, however long they can keep them together. And Brian Burns would be a David DeCastro-style fall down the draft. We talked about this yesterday, but you know, it would take, you know, not a miracle, but it would take something weird to happen in the draft for a guy like Burns to fall all the way to, to the Steelers. Maybe they have to go up, go up and get him. Uh, if he falls into the teens. But like Chris said, he's a fantastic edge rusher. They would be really lucky to get a player like that at 20. All right, edge rusher Claylin Farrell from Clemson. We kind of talked about him yesterday. Uh, but what do you like about Farrell? Um, I, I like Farrell because he, he, he's, he's a 4-3 end, but he shows he can move in space. He can drop back a bit. He's very physical at the point of attack. He has good, he has good pass rush counters. I see him really working well on, on the edge. He's going to get after the pass rusher. He's my guy right after Brian Burns as, as far as edge rushers go in this draft. I expect him to go in the top 20. Um, you know, I expect so I expect him to really go before the Steelers get can get to him. But he'd be another guy that would be an honest player that I'd I'd be weighing. Hmm, do I get a cornerback or do I get Farrell or do I get a safety? Because Farrell, you know, again, you get that edge rusher to pair with Watt for the next few for the next several years. You're going to have a good shot at getting after people, and the Steelers have been prioritizing getting getting after the quarterback. Um, I, I think he's a very worthy pick. Um, I don't think he will be the pick, but he's so, he's someone I think that Steelers fans should keep their eyes on and see where he goes, um, you know, on day one. And then edge rusher Chase Winovich, who I personally am hoping the Steelers don't take. Uh, Kevin Colbert saved me. Uh, Chase Winovich, the edge rusher from <laughs> Michigan. Uh, this was this was actually the you know the 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 rumor mill said that Chase Winovich could be the pick at twenty because they had the pro day dinner with him. Reportedly, the Steelers do have a lot of interest. In Winovich, before the Rocky Sin rumors, Chase Winovich was that reach pick at twenty. Tell me about Chase Winovich. Chase Winovich, uh, he's a technician. He's really good. I think he's really good at, at recognizing what the offenses are doing um, and jumping in. There's been several times I really liked the way how he played the run. He saw a pulling guard, he'd stop in, to, he'd stop in to jump it. If he saw that he was going up against a, an offensive lineman that was heavier on their hands, he would find a way to get around them. Um, if he saw that they had deep dropbacks, he'd cut back inside. This guy was a very astute player um, in, in some, but in, in he had, de- he had different pass rush moves, which are re- which is really good. But the problem is he just doesn't have the burst, doesn't have the athleticism uh, to, to as a, of an edge rusher. I think of a guy that plays in space. Great. You know, that's solid, but he's all, he's just not a Supreme playmaker. I see him make, making anywhere like when he's in his prime in the NFL, I see this guy having like anywhere from six to nine type of sack seasons, but I don't see him becoming, the kind of edge rusher that gets you double-digit sacks, and that's really what you need if you're going to draft somebody at 20. And then the final player here, safety Darnell Savage from Maryland, one of my favorite players in this draft. So aggressive. Uh, what do you like about Darnell Savage? Flies all over the field, runs in the four threes, uh, lightning, you know, lightning on, on you know in practice, but also on the football field. He runs through players. Um, he seems like he can play at several levels. Um, he plays the ball well. He's very aggressive. He's always attacking the football. He never gives up on the play. Uh, has a really good motor. Now, the other thing about him, though, is that I just I, – the biggest question mark is can he play deep safety consistently um, because that's going to be what's probably what's going to be asked of him when with Terrell Edmonds on the field. Um, you And with that speed, you think he has the capability, but it's all about the instincts. How does he play when he starts reading uh, route, you know, uh, route combinations and seeing how he should, how he should help his, the, the secondary in front of him? And can he communicate at that level? Because that's not an easy trait to have. Uh, Sean Davis, you know, for all the things that people get on him for, that's something he's very good at is communicating around the secondary and making sure everyone's on the same page. That's not something easy as someone can have, but having a fellow, fellow Maryland safety on the team to do that with in Davis, and that's where Savage, Savage goes, that could be 
uh, that maybe that could that could, that could help down down the line. Um, but who knows? I, I do think Darnell Savage is an underrated prospect in this draft. Um, I have him slated actually to go in the first round after the Steelers pick. Wow. Okay. Yes, because I've heard some top forty buzz around Savage, and and I, it, it's not you know it's not surprising you watch him on tape and the guy's so aggressive. And you, know, you always hear people say you you want even if a player is overly aggressive, you want that you want to be able to dial it back, not have to to push it up, right? Not have to turn up the aggressiveness. And Darnell Savage certainly plays with uh, some of the most aggressiveness of any player in this draft. So I think that's why he's so highly thought of. And it wouldn't be. I guess it wouldn't be surprising to me if he was the pick at at twenty. Although he didn't, you know, he he, uh, he didn't have Kevin Colbert or Mike Tomlin there at the pro day. In fact, of this list of players we just talked about, the mm-hmm. only players that had Kevin Colbert or Mike Tomlin at the pro day were Devin White, Devin Bush, Greedy Williams, and Ch- uh, Claylin Farrell, uh, Chase Winovich as well. So, um, and, and you know, I don't think we consider Chase Winovich really a, a top twenty player. So, if the Steelers aren't going to reach, it's Devin White, Devin Bush, Greedy Williams, Claylin Farrell. That's the list of players that Mike Tomlin and Kevin Colbert attended the pro day. And remember, going back 10 years, every single Steelers first round pick has had either Kevin Colbert or Mike Tomlin at the pro day. Is this the year you know, that, that that trend is broken? Potentially. It just doesn't. I just don't see a whole lot of options this year for the Steelers, right? I mean, maybe they really do like Greedy Williams or, um, you know, maybe they end up taking a guy like Clayland Farrell. But uh, this, I think this could be definitely be the year that 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 streak ends up breaking. Yeah, I think it's just there's just too many options out there to that, that that and they should not limit themselves to, to this to this standard. And I'm sure like that like with David DeCastro, like there's there's a situation where they're sitting there and they're 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 sitting like we hope these guys come to us and we're very confident what we see on tape, but um we went to these guys because we weren't sure about something, we wanted to see this. So um yeah. definitely I, I think that, that possibility is there. All right, and then finally, let's give our predictions, Chris. First of all, the first prediction I want is, will the Steelers move up tonight? Are they going to move up and, and potentially move into the top 10 or into the teens to get one of the Devons? In the first round, no, I do not have them moving up. Okay, I, I'm the same way. I do not, I, for all of the, the talk about it and how much they like Devin White and how much they like Devin Bush, I think the Steelers value those first uh, three rounds of draft picks that they have and the fact that they have two third round picks. I don't think... They're going to want to move up and give up basically all of it to try and get into the top 10 to take a Devin White or a Devin Bush. All right, and then the final prediction, Chris. Who do the Steelers take tonight with pick 20? I got Byron Murphy. That's that, that's the guy I'm, I have mocked to them. Um, I just think that he's a talented guy that's going to be um, that's that, that's going to be it's going to be around. I think they, they know they need a cornerback. And here's here's another reason why, um, you know, on top of I know that you really like Greedy. Um, Byron Murphy's just Big my, my preference. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, my, my other thing is this about cornerback position is that many people are saying, well, the Steelers can't draft cornerback. And if you look back at all of the, the years that they've selected cornerback, the only two times they picked at, in the, uh, at the second round or higher since Bryant McFadden was Sanquez Golson and Artie Burns. That's, that's 15 years of them not selecting high at cornerback. Sanquez Golston got hurt. Artie Burns is, is notably a bust. But Artie Burns was also the fifth cornerback off the board by the time that, they, that he was selected. Sanquez Golston, I think, was the sixth. Uh, this is the first time that they'll have a shot at the top two, top three cornerbacks in a draft, even if Byron Murphy and, or Greedy Williams 
um, or even Byron Murphy and Green Williams go, there's this is the first time they've had a position to really get a top guy in the draft. And if either one of them is there, I think it's a more than reasonable selection for them to get it. That's why I'm I'm picking Murphy, just because I, I think that cornerbacks aren't gonna fly off the board this year. I got too many edge rushers flying off, too many in, interior defensive linemen. Uh, I got a couple offensive tackles. I think some quarterbacks are gonna go. And I think that uh and I think they'll and I also you I'm gonna have I have the Devons going off the board early. And with all that, there's just not gonna be enough time for someone to jump in and take a cornerback unless they get really aggressive. Oh, one other real quick question here. Is there any chance the Steelers take a wide receiver tonight? I mean, I'd say a 5% chance. Okay. Um, I, I, you know, I, I don't ever put anything out the realm of possibility, um, but I, I put that on the low end of the scale. Um, I think that they, they want defense. They know they need defense, and, um, and there's enough defensive talent in this draft to be selected at that position. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I think it's very, very unlikely. That, as much as I like Hakeem Butler, I think it's very, very unlikely the Steelers take a wide receiver. They really just haven't shown any interest. You know, they brought in no, none of the big-name wide receivers came in for a visit. The only one that I know of as far as having someone at the pro day was Nikhil Harry, and, and uh, the wide receivers coach was at um, was at the Arizona State Pro Day. So other than that, uh, they really just haven't shown interest in wide re- in the top wide receivers of this draft. My pick at 20, yeah, I mean, I'm going to, you know, like you, Chris, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to stick with Greedy Williams from LSU, but but you make a fantastic point to say that you know the, the Steelers when they pick in the top couple rounds, right? They got really unlucky with Senquez Golson and, and how many injury problems he went through. But the Artie Burns pick, which gets criticized, the thing that you, people don't remember is that they wanted William Jackson. The Steelers wanted to take William Jackson the third, and he would have been a fantastic pick. You know, it, it, yeah. how, how much how much would be different today if they had gotten William Jackson the third? So. It's not, you know, the Steelers made a made a poor choice with Artie Burns, and maybe they reach there. If they have their choice of corner tonight, you know, the, the hope has to be that they don't go out and reach on a guy like Rockyson or one of those second round players. And uh, Greedy Williams, Byron Murphy. I mean, even if they went with DeAndre Baker tonight, I think that would also be a quality choice from them. There's this is a at the top of the draft. I like this corner class. Even when you get into the second round, I think there's guys that you can build from. But at pick twenty, the Steelers could get a. a I, I said this before, and. It, you know, I know it sounds crazy, but the Steelers have a chance tonight to get the best cornerback they've drafted since Rod Woodson. And that's that's not to say that Greedy Williams or Byron Murphy is the next Rod Woodson. That's to say that the Steelers just have not had the kind of talent, have not had their opportunity at this kind of talent at cornerback in quite some time. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna but I'm gonna stick with Greedy Williams, the, the cornerback from LSU. Like I said, I just think the size and speed that he brings yeah, to the table. Sure. Yeah. It's uh it's exactly what the Steelers look for, and you combine that with the on-the-field play. I know he has effort concerns. The hope would be that guys like Mike Tomlin, uh, Keith yeah. Butler, and, and uh, Tom Bradley in the secondary can coach that out of him. So that'll be my choice. All right, Chris, that's it. We did it. Uh, awesome. We did it. That's a, it, it. It's the draft night. Everyone enjoy draft night. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Chris, uh, let, let people know where they can find you on draft night. Yes, indeed. You're going to find me at Dave and Buster's in the North Hills in Pittsburgh uh, at 8 o'clock. It's going to be myself, Matt Sunday, our photographer, Hunter Homestead, our uh, our digital content manager, and, of course, Dayon Kovacevic, the man himself who runs the website. And uh, you can find us all the DK Pittsburgh sports. We're going to be there covering the draft, talking about it. You can win prizes and even autograph prizes at the Dave and Buster's in North Hills. It's a new one. Um, you can find me at Carter Critiques on Twitter and ask me any questions as the draft night is going on. So be prepared. Be prepared for anything like tonight. Also, DK Pittsburgh Sports. I just released my NFL draft 
preview and so that so i have a mock draft there i have a targets list that that to, to, to cycle through so that you can it can help you follow through day one of the draft and have everything you need very cool all right you can follow me on twitter at steeler country and that'll do it for us today thank you all for listening if you want to leave feedback locked on steelers at gmail.com is the email address you can follow us on twitter at lo steelers and we'll be back tomorrow with a review of the first round right here on locked on steelers